Big Finish, we love stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 21st of November 2021. 1925. What? 1925? Come on, I can't be far out. Look at the state of you. Look at the state of us. 1925? Why do you keep saying that? It's when Mama died. Is he from the village? 1935. Last year? Aha! 11 years out. <laughs> I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, Yes. Big Finish Productions. We're here to give you as much audio drama goodness as we can, so come on in. Come on in. After a light-hearted chat about the end of civilization in Survivors, we'll be presenting our good review guide, giving you the latest good reviews of this week, The Lone Centurion, starring Arthur Darville as 11th Doctor companion Rory. Isn't that the chap we saw get killed in the arena? Yes, sir. That was me. I think I spelt Arthur's name wrong. Nobody can see it, Nick. You just exposed your <laughs> just your blew yourself. It. There. Just blew it. Blew it. Um, there's a lovely pasty company in Cornwall called Blewitts. Uh, following that, we'll be going behind the scenes with the Night Doctor Adventures: Lost Warriors: The Hunting Season by James Kettle. There's a great positivity to the character and an optimism and god do we need that at the moment listeners emails follow that just write to podcast at bigfinish.com to join in in our also available segment we'll be taking a look at this week's return of survivors in an epic two box set release new dawn i'm carolyn seymour and i play abby grant and then kick up your heels and enjoy the randomoid selectatron which will once again be offering you a 25% discount on a randomly... <laughs> uh, so random, I can't even say it. Randomly selected Big Finish release. Did you catch the gist of my conversation? I got the sense of it, yes. Looks like I found myself a new profession. <laughs> and finally, we round things off with a free 15-minute drama tease of The Ninth Doctor Adventures, Lost Warriors, The Hunting Season by James Kettle, and, of course, starring the one and only... Christopher Eccleston. You're not like any soldier I've met. More like a... an ingenious coward. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Hello. So, Survivor's New Dawn. We love a bit of Survivor's we, over we here, don't we? We on that, didn't we? We certainly did. The dream team back together. It's a very... I, I love Survivor's, so I was absolutely thrilled to get the uh, email from David Richardson saying, oh, do, you, uh, do you fancy doing another Survivor's? So of course, does he speak I, like that? <laughs> he doesn't speak like that. But hello, I like to think. Um, hello, I like Benji. to think. Well, I was thinking more. Oh, yeah, you are. You want to do this, do you? No, David's got a lovely voice. He's got a very calming voice. I was. Yeah, it's very he? calming. He's very, very sort of calming and relaxing. He is. Um, you know, he could read a nice bedtime story. Um, don't go too far. Don't go too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But um, no, <laughs> I was. Abs- I was absolutely thrilled to 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 see that. And they're great. They're, you know, the good thing about Survivors is it's a little bit different to I think what we normally do at Big Finish. Yeah. Uh, it's very condensed down and yeah, depressing and grim. Oh, I love it. But there's human struggling. There's there's a bit of optimism in this uh, series of Survivors because, uh, you know, the setup, in case you didn't know, it, there's been a pandemic. Oh, yes, yeah, a bit topical. Uh, this was first done back in 1975, 1976 sort of time, 1975. Uh, Terry Nation, who created the Daleks, of course, it was his new big creation for the BBC. It ran for three series, uh, very acclaimed, uh, good viewing figures and what have you. And, uh, yeah, so we have uh, reinvented it on audio but with a lot of the same cast returning uh, classic characters 
and it's it, it, you know what's good about this is yeah it's it's because it's set years on and that's right civilization so, has kind of moved forward a little bit a bit and yes it's, and it's so it's there there is that optimism there's the rebuilding but there's also those elements of what society is being rebuilt and yeah. is it cool yeah. or not and uh honestly it's great fun uh we always say at big finish you don't listen to survivors you experience it it's a very different way of uh, approaching audio drama and i have to say i just feel very proud to be a part of it i love it and uh yeah bring it on i say yeah, I'm working on it. As you know, you did such amazing work on the sound design and on and the music. I tried to develop things a bit by bringing because I did use lots of very atonal stuff because the original series of Survivors didn't have any music on television. But we decided when we did the audio that we kind of needed something. So Some I started very very tentatively in the first few series. Then I got onto more melodic stuff, and now with Civilization coming back, I was sneaking in orchestral elements. Even it works really well. Well, I, I messaged you, didn't I, when I was doing the um, the mastering for it, and I said, you know, how much I enjoyed it because it's different. But you still, you've still uh, channeling what you've uh, done throughout the whole series of Survivors, which is just adding these elements of dis-ease into the into the soundscape yeah. with the music. To, to it's not invasive, you know. It's just uh, it just helps to really make you on the edge of your seat. It's wonderful stuff. Shivery listening. I did use some uh, sort of church tubular bells because they're in the theme tune as well. So I just thought I'd ding, echo that. Yeah. Oh, I love, yeah, that is a good, that, I do love that bit in the closing theme where they yeah. have that. Very strange choice, actually, isn't it? But uh, it works is. really well. It works really well. Hmm. Oh, makes me want to listen to it all over again now. Yeah, well, it's out this week, Survivor's New Dawn. Please let us know in the emails, which we'll be doing later on. Let us know if you've enjoyed it uh, when you listen to it, of course. Time now uh, for our good review guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. And this week, as promised, it's the Lone Centurion. Gladiator, are you ready? I'm ready. Prisoner. Are you ready? Always. Then begin! From Big Finish Productions, The Lone Centurion, Volume 1. Husband, may I introduce your new bodyguard, Rory of the Britons? Wait a moment, isn't that the chap we saw get killed in the arena? Yes, sir, that was me. (laughs) Ouch! Ouch! I just put a sword through you. Yeah, they're really smart. You're quite unlike any gladiator I've ever met. And and I've known quite a few. And stay out! You will regret doing this, Rory of the Britons. How do you know my name? I know many things. I know that you were once a centurion. I know that you are the guardian of something beyond the imagination of mortal men. I know that you are much, much more than you seem. (laughs) Farewell, Rory of the Briton. Big Finish. We love stories. Jamie.
Just go to bigfinish.com and type Lone Centurion into the search pane at the top, oh, yeah. and you'll be transported to ancient Rome and beyond. First up, we've got scifipulse.net. Ian Cullen says, This box set is well worth the money and is what we'd refer to as a keeper. Oh. A lighthouse keeper, perhaps? A yeah, goalkeeper? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Keeper from very Quidditch? Very illuminating. Very worth it, indeed. Uh, the in-jokes are thick and fast, much like this podcast, and uh, as are the funny references to 21st century personalities. I particularly loved Rory during the Friends, Romans and Countryman speech as his acceptance on becoming Emperor. Of course, he completely botches it, but that's when Rory is at his best. Brilliant. Uh, WarpedFactor.com, Tony Filer. Yeah, and it's typed correctly this week. It's not Tony Flyer, which is. Oh, I wish it was Tony Flyer. Big, big, big relief all round. Well, I'm glad it's Filer. <laughs> Tony Flyer's Flying Circus. Otherwise, we'd lose the Claws of Axos connection. I was just having a chat with my mate uh, John Ainsworth uh, the other day, you know, does a lot of work for Big Finish. And we were both reflecting on how people always slag off Claws of Axos. And we it's said, a great oh, story. We both love it. Oh, well, that's three of us. Three of us against the oh. world. Um, Tony Filer gives just unequivocal advice here from WarpedFactor.com. Get it, listen to it. Eagerly await the already confirmed second instalment. The Lone Centurion One is a set that will make you laugh, smile, sigh contentedly, and smile some more. Hail Rory, and here's to the long way round. It's he's such a good writer, Tony. I'm I'm so disappointed he doesn't write into the email to complain about us um, making a joke about Bill Filer. Tony, if you're out there, we want to hear from you. Someone, if you know Tony, tell him to write into the podcast. My life will be complete when Tony, Tony Filer, if I could only say his name, writes into the podcast. If you're right here, dear Nick, I've never liked you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining, uh, I'm just imagining him in Asda or something doing his weekly shop. Somebody comes up to him, Tony, mate, Tony, uh, can you send an email to the Big Finish podcast? And Tony's there, they go, oh. I'm halfway through the food shop. Yeah, I now. hate those guys. I'm not I writing hate to those them. guys. Right, hold on. I'm just going to get to the pie section and then I'll I'll write an email. <laughs> um, that's of course what will likely happen. Uh, SetTheTape.com. Paul Regan, son of uh, Jack Regan uh, from the Sweeney. Get your trousers um, on your nicks. <laughs> says. Uh, <laughs> if you're hoping for stories of Rory wading through rivers of blood as he manfully slays armies. This will disappoint. <laughs> but fans of the character who are happy to travel through the lighter side of the Hooniverse will enjoy these well-written and acted stories, where listeners are able to enjoy in-jokes and clever references whilst embracing the return of a long-lost hero and friend. Rory is back. And um, it looks like they've stubbed their toe there. It's four stars. Uh, could be a swear word. Most likely it's just a really good rating. Uh, the digitalfix.com Baz Greenland says Arthur Darville's Rory is one of modern Doctor Who's most underrated companions agreed and it's great to see him in the spotlight across these three adventures he's such a brilliant actor as well Arthur Darville uh, the farcical nature and a very nice man of the first two stories and the emotional desperation of the third all play to Darville's strengths backed by an impressive cast of characters uh, witty scripts and sharp direction it is also one of the most entertaining releases Big Finish have done there's always a wariness in developing spin-offs of the main Doctor Who range. Will they work without the Doctor? It's releases like The Lone Centurion that prove they absolutely can. Again, uh, like The War Master, this was another suggestion of Scott Hancock's and a very good one indeed. I think that Arthur Darville's the kind of actor who can sort of do anything, actually. 
You know what I mean? He could. Yeah, yeah, I know what you he's mean. He's up to any challenge. He does just, a great just job. dives in, just dives in, gets involved. He's brilliant. Skydiving, secret missions, you name it. <laughs> he's, he's the new 007, in fact. <laughs> you heard that rumour here first. Well, the Doctor Who Companion.com, Liam Bryce Bateman says, uh, Make no mistake, these are comedies. The set does occasionally tug at the heartstrings when it puts the horrors of Roman life in front of you. However, there is much more of The Life of Brian, what film, uh, in here than I, Claudius. It's something that Darville mentions in interviews. He's interested in the comedy and, thankfully, it doesn't disappoint. I'd love to see Rory interact with River Song or have Mark Williams return as his dad. Uh, Until then, these side stories of an alternative Earth are wonderful. The time spent guarding the Pandorica really affected Rory. And now we get a closer look at exactly why. Indie Mac, user.co.uk. Jacob Licklider says, overall, which he's wearing during this, Uh, The Lone Centurion is a set which was released with no real expectations and came out as essentially a sleeper hit, exploring a different type of companion. It doesn't take itself too seriously while giving us some interesting insights into a companion which had little previous exploration. I'm not sure that's true. Um, But anyway, um, it's a very interesting mark here from Jacob Licklider. It's (laughs) 8.33 out of 10. It's very precise, isn't it? Very precise. There must be some mathematical... uh, It's eight and a third, basically, isn't it? Eight and a third, or 8.33, really. 8.33, recording. That is Um, the 3.33. Yeah, must be a robot or something. Uh, (laughs) Whoreview.com, Daniel Mansfield, uh, says here, the lone centurion is in bold as well, so it could be perhaps that's what Daniel calls himself, as well as this story. I'm the Lone Centurion. The Lone Centurion is an enjoyable box set from start to finish, with two entertaining opening instalments and a properly brilliant conclusion by Jacqueline Rayner. Uh, Arthur Darville clearly relishes returning to the role of Rory and does a fantastic job uh, reprising the part, bolstered by a consistently wonderful guest cast. Uh, Add to that some very impressive sound design and music from Rob Harvey, and this box set is a very great success indeed. Nice. And I very much look forward to hearing Rory's adventures in Camelot when the second box set comes out next year. Recommended. Brilliant. Oh, I'd love to work on that. Any opportunity to do knights and swords and all that. Oh. Ching, ching. It's probably already in the works, isn't it? Uh, Definitely. BigBlueBoxPodcast.co.uk. Jordan Shortman says the Lonely Centurion, I was going to say, (coughs) was a set that I didn't know. I'm sort of reading this review, but might be making stuff up. Uh, was Was a set that I didn't know where they stand. While I liked Rory, he wasn't a particular favourite companion of mine. Oh, shame on you, Jordan. But from the opening moments, the mix of comedy and action and some genuinely touching character work won me over. If you're wondering whether to give this one a go, there are three strong scripts, some sterling direction from Scott Hancock and a tremendous performance from Arthur Darville. The Lone Centurion is lots of fun and I'm looking forward to hearing where this series goes next. See, everyone is being won over by this rather brilliant box set. On the Twitter, uh, Armchair Observe One says, I finished Big Finish's The Lone Centurion tonight and I loved it. It felt so unique but faithful to the era and character of Rory. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to seeing or hearing where future box sets go and I hope there's many more to come. Oh, at so Steve South. Heart says, uh, so I caved and got the Lone Venturian. 
Centurion from At Big Finish. Great fun. Absolutely loved it. Exclamation mark. Doctor 909, obviously a fan of the great 909 drum, uh, the drum sampler. Yeah, uh, great box set, which has very much lighter tone than other Big Finish box sets and excels due to it. Um, Ratty Burville, that's half a Darville, is so Rory and completely owns the role. The stories are all great and become an instant classic comfort listen. Brilliant. Can't wait for volume two, eight out of ten. Ah, do you know, I, I remember... I used to have to read at bedtime for my son uh, the Doctor Who annual that had Rory and Amy in it with the 11th Doctor. And there were two stories of the same thing happening but to Amy and Rory in different locations on the planet. And so I did a lot of speaking as Rory. (laughs) So he's he's very dear to my heart. Um, uh, Green Lantern 44 says, I finished Big Finishes, The Lone Centurion Volume 1, and it is great in capitals to hear at Ratty Burville back as Rory this has instantly become one of my favourite Doctor Who spin-offs and I highly recommend you check it out it's a great character piece for my favourite 11th Doctor companion thank you Green Lantern 44 well that's it for the reviews this week and we'll be talking about Dalek Universe 1 starring David Tennant as that there Doctor yeah that'll be next week Coming up soon, it'll be listeners' emails, but first we go behind the scenes with the Ninth Doctor Adventures Lost Warriors, The Hunting Season by James Kettle. I'm Matt Fitton, and I script edit The Ninth Doctor Adventures. In Volume 3, we have got stories by James Kettle, Lizzie Hopley, and John Dorney, all of whom are brilliant writers, all of whom write with such uh, kind of humour and emotion and can bring together and weave a Doctor Who story instinctively, really. Each of these have been put under the umbrella of uh, Lost Warriors, where, where we've got somebody who is hiding from war or, or has been lost from battle in circumstances that they wouldn't normally be found. Hello, I'm Barnaby Edwards and I'm the director of The Hunting Season which is a fantastic script, particularly for The Ninth Doctor, because it's a script that's all about class. And it's a great positing of The Ninth Doctor into a sort of 1930s, very, very upper-class aristocratic environment. And a really fantastic script from James Kettle. It's got the whole sort of upstairs-downstairs situation with the, the toffs at the top and then the, the, the cook and the chambermaid and the butler as the go-between. And into this you have the, the Ninth Doctor uh, as a sort of extraordinary, uh, volatile character shaking things up because, of course, he travels between upstairs and downstairs and has no qualms about doing so and sort of breaks down their taboos. And, of course, it's also a story about some aliens and uh, the sort of mistaken identity as well. It is incredibly exciting to be working with the Ninth Doctor at last, with, with Christopher Eccleston, on a whole new set of stories for him. I mean, this is the Doctor that relaunched Doctor Who back into the public consciousness. I don't know if we'd still be doing what we're doing if um, the 2005 series uh, hadn't taken off in, in the way that it did. And it rediscovered Doctor Who under... Russell T. Davies' brilliant guidance for a whole new generation. And uh, it's great for us to be able to go back and 
revisit that character and that era with uh, a whole new set of eyes and ears. My name is Christopher Eccleston and I play the Doctor. The Doctor is not the sort of man who wears his medals. Quite right, nasty clanky things like your suit of armour. But you have the eyes of someone who has fought a war. And more than one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, my eyes, I can't do much about that. The main thing for me is we're in lockdown and I'm working. And over the weekend, you know, I was lost, like so many people. What can you do, what do you do? And then Monday morning, I had to get in the car and drive here and work. And that is just magical to me, to have something to do, to know that some money's coming in and to be playing a hero again. And, and there's a great positivity to the character and an optimism. And God, do we need that at the moment. I worked with Chris on the TV series because I was I'm the Dalek in Doctor Who and I'm the Dalek in Dalek and then uh, Parting of the Ways. Um, so I did all of Chris's Dalek stories. And uh, I have very clear memories of, of first going down to the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff, which is where we filmed Dalek, the sixth episode of uh, the first series of Doctor Who, and uh, meeting Chris. And he was just so enthusiastic, so welcoming, so kind. And I know that he was having he was in complete sort of terrible sort of personal troubles because his his father was very ill at the time and uh, he was uh, uh, or, or you know indeed subsequently died and he was just you know he was so lovely to work with so kind so concerned and I know a lot of sort of time has passed between then and now uh, I'm happy to say that Chris is exactly the same now he's a joy to work with on these Ninth Doctor stories. Well, I have to say, it was such a fraught shoot, that first series. I don't have very clear memories of it, and it, particularly as when I did the Dalek one, I'd been away for two weeks because of my father's illness. It, it was That is quite a blur, actually. We were really into it then, and it was frenetic. I just remember everybody working, including Barnaby, very, very hard. Hi, my name's James Kettle. I'm a writer. Uh, I work mainly in comedy with people like Joe Lycett and Jack Whitehall. I also wrote the play The Life I Lead, starring Miles Jupp. And I've written a few things for Big Finish, perhaps most notably Barrister to the Stars for The Diary of River Song, and The Fifth Doctor Adventure, The Blazing Hour. Writing for The Ninth Doctor is incredibly exciting because you're immediately, I guess, taken back to the 2005 series. Um, and what amazing memories uh, they are for anyone that experienced it. Just this incredible time for, for fans of Doctor Who and for TV viewers and lovers of drama. That incredible run of episodes where there were moments of intense joy and, and tears, uh, you know, every week. Oh, I get it. You would never understand. Well, please don't go into any detail. What's your papa going to make of that, Isabel? I seem to remember the upper classes don't like their daughters hooking up with butlers. It's the sort of thing they tend to make a drama out of. I knew when I was coming up with an idea for the Ninth Doctor that what I wanted to do was to put him in a context where he'd be out of place and, and have a strong point of view. So to take the Ninth Doctor and put him in that kind of Downton Abbey-esque snob drama world I thought would be really interesting because he's a character that would have no time for that kind of thing. He's egalitarian, he doesn't stand on ceremony, and he'd immediately kind of act like grit in that oyster, just a sort of subversive force within that world. And from there you get a story. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Lost Warriors into the search pane at the top to find out what the Ninth Doctor got up to next.
Probably went to Safeways or something. Uh, Okay, so surprise me, Nick. No, it's time for listeners' emails. That's right, you don't have to go to Safeways to send us your emails. In fact, you don't have to go to Safeways at all, because it doesn't exist anymore. But if you want to send us an email, just send them to podcast.bigfinish.com. Fire it across the internet at us. We'll catch it and read it out. We got one here. It's in my hand. It's from Tom Boone. Uh, it says here, Max's MP3 malarkey. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, we've been having this uh, ongoing now over the podcasts uh, about MP3 players and the value of do people use them um, and how are we formatting for MP3 players. So we'll read this one out here. Hi there, Nick and Benji. Hi there. In last week's podcast, hi there, you had an email from Max regarding the time that he had to spend stick sticking the individual mp3 tracks together so that he could listen to big finish audios on his mp3 player you suggested that he could use the big finish app but i'm not sure uh, that was an entirely helpful suggestion oh, because the sorry. app wouldn't run on an mp3 player no good point True. good point good point, good yeah, point. Yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. me tom you're right yeah there you go before i got a device capable of running the big finish app I, too, used to have to glue the individual tracks together. Wow. Eventually, I found a program called MP3 Joiner, oh. um, though that sometimes caused irritating glitches from one track to the next. Oh. But please, could you let Max know that he is using, uh, as he is using Audition, all he needs to do is download the M4B file, open it in Audition, and then save as an MP3 file. Right. Happy times and places, Tom Boone. Brilliant. So, Max, did you hear that? Tom, that is so helpful, and I'm sorry for my unhelpful advice. God. Fool, but this is what this is fool. about. This, this, you know, podcast. You can write in and tell us the truth, and we can impart it to everyone listening. Uh, next up, James Munro says, "Hmm, what's wrong with your eyes?" Brackets, and why is that weird posty laughing to himself? <laughs> That's an interesting subject, isn't it? Hello, chaps. Just wanted to drop you a line to say thank you for the brilliant box set of Dark Eyes. Yeah, he did send this uh, in October, so it wasn't like years ago. I know that they've been available for a few years now, but I've only just discovered them on the Big Finish website. We ought to make it more obvious, aren't we? Now, you may be asking, where's this weirdo been for the last few years? Has he been living under a rock, in a cave, or even in outer space? No, he's just not kept up with all things Big Finish and Eighth Doctor box sets, etc. They have been a bit of an unknown commodity until recently getting into the Stranded Box series and then in turn following the story threads backwards. Thank you, John Pertwee. All I can say is, where have I been? And all I can answer is listening to Blake Seven and all the other brilliant and entertaining stuff that's available from your excellent company. But back to Dark Eyes. Brilliant fun. Love the characters and add-ons, storylines and evolution of Liv Chenka and Molly O'Sullivan and others. Uh, I've purchased all four box sets and hopefully by the time you read this I will have completed all of the sets. I'm currently midway through the second set and will have the complete picture of the storyline. But just wanted to ask if there are any plans to have Molly return in any future series. No plans, but I'd never rule it out. I loved Molly. Brilliant. I, I think I created her. I did. Uh, the characterization of her, played by the very talented Ruth Bradley, is a laugh-out-loud wonderful. Yeah, she was also quite serious too, but yeah, Ruth's a fantastic actor and a lovely human being. Had beautiful times working with her. I'm a postie. That's postman for anyone who doesn't know what postie means. And listen to the sets through my headphones whilst on my round using the Big Finish app. But da The Big Finish app, totally free uh, on the, the App Store and Android and Mac. 
Uh, to say I've had a few looks from customers and other members of the public is an understatement, as she, Ruth, has delivered her lines absolutely brilliantly, making me laugh again and again. <laughs> <laughs> My mother, who's 86, was a midwife and then a state-registered nurse, and the character of Molly and the brilliant actress who plays her took me straight back to when I was a lot younger and my own mother's very matter-of-fact way of dealing with things. So just wanted to say thank you for the memories, <laughs> for making me laugh, and for the brilliant storyline and characteriz- characterization of all involved. Oh, and love the tardy box too. Yes, that's what uh, Molly calls the, the TARDIS, the tardy box. Uh, thank you so much for all you do best, which is James Munro. Thank you, James. Lovely email, that one. Oh, I mean, Dark Eyes was such a big experience for Big Finish. It was a new beginning, really, and um, I'd, I'd no idea it was going to turn out to be so successful, which led to Jason saying, let's do three more box sets of it <laughs> and kind of set the structure for box sets going forward. How we do things now. Hmm. A new beginning, I like that. George Hewitt, uh, presumably uh, part of the Hewitt-Packard uh, family. That's Hewlett. Um, <laughs> Is it Hewlett Packard? Oh, there we go. Shows, <laughs> I love shows, it. Shows my knowledge. It's a here. new company called Hewitt new Packard. Hewitt Packard. There yeah. we go. Uh, Timelines and Torchwood. Dear Nick and Benji. Hi there. Hi, Hi there. there. Uh, I hope <laughs> Everyone's both... doing this on purpose, aren't they? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, I, do, I do get it on Twitter occasionally. People say, Hi there. Um, <laughs> Hi there. Uh, hello. Uh, I hope oh. you're both well. I have a question regarding new Doctor Who ranges that start next year. Given the sheer wealth of Big Finish content for each Doctor over the years, I feel like the new Rangers will definitely make it more simple for new listeners. However, uh, would you ever consider having pages on your website for timelines? Mm. There could be one for each Doctor, which lists the order of their Big Finish stories in relation to the TV episodes. For example, uh, you could format it like this. Uh, Sixth Doctor travels with Evelyn. Uh, these releases take place after the trial of a Time Lord, uh, the Marian Conspiracy, Spectre of Lanyon Moor, uh, the Apocalypse Element, etc. Um, well, interestingly enough, just to stop you there, um, I'm just being that. Hey, can guy. I just, can stop, I just you there? stop? Can I just stop you there? Um, for the most part, on the Big Finish uh, website, I don't know if we still do it, but certainly for a lot of the stories, he does say this. Um, it, oh, he does say this. Okay, mm. it's my, well, there we go. Can I just not not stop you there? Um, there's another one here. Tenth Doctor travels with Anya and Mark. Uh, these releases take place between the Waters of Mars and Day of the Doctor. Dalek Universe 1, Dalek Universe 2, Dalek Universe 3. Arsenal nil. Arsenal nil, of course. Uh, I feel that this would make it easier for Big Finish newcomers to know the best jumping on points for each Doctor. I'm aware that some releases have chronology listed on their backstage tabs on the website. That's what you were going to mention, wasn't it? That was what I was going to mention. But this is not the case for all releases, and I really feel like a comprehensive guide would be useful. Uh, also, I just wanted to mention how much I've been enjoying, uh, I've been loving Big Finish's Torchwood. Uh, I really think that Torchwood deserves to have its home at Big Finish, and the range has been incredibly good recently. So please pass my thanks on to James Goss and co for making such consistently great stories. Uh, they've really helped throughout lockdown. Uh, are there any plans for Torchwood Series 7? I'd love to hear some post-God Among Us stories. Best wishes, George. Well, brilliant. Yes, uh, well done to James Goss for all the fantastic work he does on Torchwood. Well, uh, no news about anything coming up on Torchwood, but, you know, I mean, it's Torchwood. There'll be plenty happening. Um, the uh, the idea of that sort of a comprehensive guide of timelines is a great idea, George. Uh 
just got to find someone to do it, really. <laughs> so, like, well, you'd have to update it all the time as well, yeah, wouldn't that'd you? That'd be a full-time job. Uh, that's it for the emails this week. More next time. Still to come on the podcast, the Randomoid Selectatron, giving you 25% off a randomly selected Big Finish release, and we dramatise you with the first 15 minutes of the Ninth Doctor Adventures Lost Warriors The Hunting Season by James Kettle. But first, it's time for Also Available. This week, we take a look at the return of survivors. The Earth's population has been decimated by a deadly pandemic. Civilization is all but wiped out. But will there be a new dawn? Hello, I'm Ken Bentley and I have directed Survivor's New Dawn. It's as a piece of storytelling unlike anything else we we produce. So I was very sad to see it go and really excited to hear that it was coming back, but also quite interested to find out where they were going to take the stories because we covered quite a lot of ground. We we'd done I thought pretty much everything you could do in that sort of dark post-apocalyptic world. So it's really interesting to read these when they landed on my desk. And I thought, um, hats off to um, Andrew for coming up with people trafficking and and modern day slavery as a way into a a new story in this story world. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Really, really clever central idea. I'm Andrew Smith. I'm one of the script editors on Survivors New Dawn. And I wrote the opening episode of the first box set called Tethered. Would you look at that? Another sign of the changing times. That's the second one I've seen this week. Lovely to see. A real symbol of progress. I hear it's just official folk that gets to use them, though. They wouldn't want to waste the fuel on common folk like you and me, eh? I wonder where that one's going. Cambridge, I shouldn't wonder. Like I said, they're for official folk. Where this came from, as so often does with Big Finish, was an email from David, David Richardson, saying there was a green light for two box sets, six episodes of Survivors, potentially closing out the range, uh, that they'd be full cast. There'd been talk of us doing Chronicles-type stories where it'd be a a couple of cast members, stories narrated chiefly by our main characters, uh, so Carolyn Seymour as Abby and Lucy Fleming as Jenny. But instead, no, these were to be full cast. And the other steer we had was it was to be set sometime after the events of our last audio audio series, Series 9. So quite a few years after the death, after we'd left our characters, with things kind of coming together again in, in Britain. So the first thing I did was turn my mind to that and think about, you know, where we might be, what sort of environment the survivors might find themselves in. And it was exciting as well it was a it was a it was a great exercise and with many great dramatic possibilities to have a, a slightly different environment from the one that we are used to over the years and the many series that we've done of survivors and very different again from what we'd last seen on the, the three series of the uh, the TV series as well this is one hell of a surprise i hope it's a happy surprise after all these years oh of course it is oh abby come here Oh, oh, it is so good to see you, Jenny. And you. Oh. I'm Carolyn Seymour, and I play Abby Grant. Abby's bringing Peter home. And after having spent some years in isolation, she's now decided that she wants to come back and bring him home to Brimsfield. 
And throughout all this, she's doing it, she thinks, all on her own. And then she meets some people and she gets to be reunited with, with, with all her old chums. We left Abby in this very dark place, didn't we, where, where she sort of went on the run with her son. And we've thrown so much at Abby over the years. Abby is, is stomping about the countryside, making her point, and Jenny is sitting there doing it um, from a position of power. She has risen to this, this incredible position. I'm Lucy Fleming, and I play Jenny Richards. Jenny has become part of the sort of interim government, I suppose you'd call it. She's Minister of Law, and she's sort of desperately trying to help people and be straight and make sure that and doing broadcast to sort of tell people what's going on and she has quite a um, sparky relationship with um, Celia Tate who's the Prime Minister and uh, that causes a few frictions From Big Finish Productions Survivors New Dawn One We've got a government of sorts for England and Wales the provisional government they call it with a provisional Prime Minister and all sitting in Parliament. Things have improved, but it's still hard times for most, wherever you are. Oh, would you look at that? Another sign of the changing times. An airplane. That's the second one I've seen this week. Lovely to see. A real symbol of progress. Corruption's always with us. Trouble is, the corrupt look just like the rest of us. Not just rangers. Politicians too. This government isn't feeding and protecting its citizens nearly as well as it should be. I'm part of that government. Then you should care too. There's something terrible happening in one of your zones up north. And once you hear it, I think you should tell the Prime Minister. Keep a low profile, for now at least. They could be watching you. Oh, you murderer! Stop! Just stop struggling! Stop! Get, get off me! A word of advice. Trust no one. Big finish. We love stories. We are the veil. We see you. We are the new voices that will be heard. You worship the past. The future is ours. And we'll be continuing this behind-the-scenes journey with Survivors in next week's podcast. In the meantime, just go to bigfinish.com and type New Dawn into the search pane at the top to get hold of this gripping drama. Well, no guesses as to what's next. It's the Randomoid Selectatron, <laughs> where we have a little chuckle and give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. What have we got, Benji, this week? we got The Avengers, The Lost Episodes, Volume 5. Wow, okay. Yeah, big one, this one. The Avengers, Lost Episodes. Anyway, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. <laughs> oh, I adore clowns. <laughs> really? Well, I think I've seen too many. I know everything that's coming. But you can't help. The only thing standing between you and the noose, Miss Brighton. If you wish to remain alive, I recommend doing as I say. I tell you what, Doctor. I'll have a word with my people and join you on your house call. 
How does that sound? Get off me! Kill my brother, Englander! Did you kill Luis? We didn't kill anyone! Body, as I thought. Shot downstairs, dragged up here. Senor Steve! Then this is a murder scene! No! So many rats! Everywhere! Well, did you catch the gist of my conversation? I got the sense of it, yes. Looks like I found myself a new profession. <laughs> that came from the lab! Steve! I'm being kidnapped! Shut it! Inside! I thought this had been a quiet week. Can't you tell him I'm ill? She did. I didn't believe her. Steed, to what do I owe this unexpected intrusion? The Avengers, the Lost Episodes box set, volume five. Big finish. We love stories. Oh, brilliant stuff. I mean, you know, Anthony Howell and Julian Wadham, just great stuff. Lucy Briggs-Owen, of course, as well. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Highly, highly recommended. Right, um, while I get uh, on with emailing Jackie to make sure she puts the offer live, which she always does, uh, Benji will explain how you get your discount. Uh, yeah, all you have to do is go to bigfinish.com. You can find details of the podcast on the homepage, or you can click the podcast tab and find it there. Or you can click audiobooks and find it in the Big Finish podcast range. When you've done that, select this week's podcast and click Read More, and you can see that it says the Randomoid Selectatron also features, offering you a 25% reduction on the selected release. Just click here and enter the code BUCKUP. So you do indeed click here, there, and everywhere, and enter the code BUCKUP, all capital letters, no spaces, no complications, just BUCKUP, put it in there, and you'll get your discount. I feel a little bit like one of those, uh, you know, the uh, cabin crew sort of people, you know. <laughs> the exits are here, here and here. Your mask is above your head. Please, what was it? Hold it to your face. Lift the uh, the elastic over and let go. And Pink! Let whack you in the back of your head. <laughs> and, um, It'll be lots of fun. Oh, well, thanks, Ran. Next week's podcast is entitled Surviving Thunderbirds <laughs> because it features more on Survivor's New Dawn, Volume 1, and a glorious trip down Super Marionation Lane. Is there such a place? With yet another... Was. It's probably in Slough, if there is one. <laughs> uh, and yet another Thunderbirds adventure from Anderson Entertainment, Peril in Peru. As always, just time for me to say don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Nick and I will be back next week. So true. So true. So true. Time now for the Ninth Doctor Adventures Lost Warriors, The Hunting Season by James Kettle, starring Christopher Eccleston. I'm sorry, milady. It wasn't anybody else's fault. It was all down to me. I know that, Alice. Don't tell me things I already know. I was clearing away at table, was shot downstairs with Edmund having the fever, and I didn't think. Alice, if you were capable of thinking, you wouldn't be here. Yes, I'm sorry, milady. Have you ever been to India, Alice? N- no, milady. Of course you haven't. The longest journey you've ever made was from a farm cottage to the hall. I, I am sorry. In India, in November, it is still warm enough to enter a bedroom without a fire. The same is not true in Yorkshire. It, it's taking now, my lady. It won't be long before the whole room's nice and warm. Put the toasting fork in the fire. If you're still hungry, I can fetch something hot from the kitchen. I'm sure this is good. Do as you're told.
It's not something you've managed thus far today, but maybe you can start now. I'm so sorry. Streatham. I heard the bell and came immediately. It's my fault, Mr. Streatham. I wasn't on top of things and I let Lady Isabel's fire go out, but it's all mended now. I thought you'd want to know. I know you expect certain standards to be maintained. the honour to work in a great house and to serve a great family. Yes. She needs to be punished. <laughs> I am sorry. The forks in the fire. Come here, girl. I'll learn you. <laughs> Not now. I have to go. Has trying to fetch one of them down with the twelve ball. So hard when they're on horseback. Uh, yeah, I brought another up from the cupboard. Two sides are better than one. <laughs> That one at the back, do you think it could be that lad Jethro? Used to work in the stables here? I couldn't say, sir. Always a bad character. I wouldn't be at all surprised. What kind of weapon is that? I feel I saw something similar on the Burr campaign. I've seen nothing like that in this world or the next. Keep your nerve, Streatham. Remember, the honor of Dubry Hall is at stake. Mrs. Goose, Lady Isabel and Mr. Streatham. Come sit by me. You look as though you've had a scare. It's those oh. troublemakers, isn't it? Why his lordship doesn't get the law on them? It wasn't exactly them. It wasn't them that scared me. I see. When they turned up, I was grateful. Is that wicked? It's not the sort of thought you want to dwell on. Here, let me read to you. That's always calming when you've had a fright. <laughs> Stranger on the Prairie. Is this a new one? My sister posted it. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a Mortimer Nash. <laughs> right. Mm. 
Chapter One A Threat to the Settlers On a hot, moonless night, there was no sound in the desert but the clinking of the spurs of the rustlers. Do you suppose it's safe to be out of doors? Safe now, I should think. They only seem to come out at night. And you still won't go to the police? There's been a Dubry Hall for a lot longer than there's been a police. Of course. Our family have defended the place for hundreds of years. If we saw off the roundheads, we can see off some drunken villagers out to cause trouble. Villagers? Yeah, I saw that boy Jethro with them. Didn't Stratham tell you? Your aim gets more and more remarkable. That was almost reflexive. Ah, I like it. Gives you such a sense of achievement. Shooting. Killing. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Papa. I know that's wrong, but you were a soldier. You understand. Yes. Uh, uh, Dim fire. There's a fellow out there, coming out of the woods. What does the damn fool think he's doing? Get out of the way, man! We're in the middle of a shoot! 1925! What? 1925? Come on, I can't be far out. Look at the state here! Look at the state of us! 1925? Why do you keep saying that? It's when Mama died. Is he from the village? 1935. Last year? Aha! 11 years out. All my own fault. Never leave a cup of coffee on the console. You're begging for trouble. Can you explain what you're doing on my land, sir? Should use one of those lids, but uh, then it never cools down quick enough. And once you've taken it off, you can never get back on again. Someone should have a word with him about that. Maybe I'll get Streatham. Here, my credentials. Take them or leave them. My apologies, Brigadier. Ooh, there's a first. Papa, what does it say? This man is an army medical officer. Decorated for bravery in the Great War. Goodness. You must have seen a great many horrors, sir. Oh, one or two billion. You must join us as our honoured guest, Brigadier. Doctor. Of course. Civilian life. But you uh, will join us in the hall? The big house? Stayed in a few, not really me. Hang about, though. Do you have those copper bed warmers? I've always wanted to try one of those. How do you make sure you don't burn It will be our pleasure to host you, Doctor. You are welcome to Dubry Hall. Uh, please, follow me. Anywhere to wipe my feet? I assume you lot do it on the servants. Your clothes are very strange, Doctor. Isabel. Oh, this is my undercover gear. Special ops. Mm. What's unorthodox in an English country house, I'm sure, helps you to blend in with the thugs in Germany. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm glad you're still in service. We need men like you. Keeping the rest of us safe. Last thing any of us wants is another war. What's that mean? Round one? I'm going to take a bath. I'm actually quite exhausted from the shoot. Your Lordship. Ah, Streatham. Um, this is the Doctor. I'm sorry, Your Lordship. Had I known you had a guest, I would have assembled the staff outside. Why? Do I smell? Uh, the doctor will be staying with us for, uh, for... For a change of scene and a bit of a laugh. Yes, quite so. Very good, your lordship. Doctor, I'll find a boy to see to you. Ooh, you have it all laid on for you here. Yes. Yes, you do.
Hello, who's this? Girl, you shouldn't be in here. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Stratton. I, I, I was fetching wood. I, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I apologize for that, Your Lordship. The matter will be dealt with. Streatham's very much a traditionalist, as to some extent I am myself. What do you make of the suit of armour? I wouldn't wear it round the house. Yeah. Uh, I'm told that it belonged to the first Lord Hawthorne, and that he wore it in France, in the service of Henry VIII. Of course, it might all be nonsense. Yeah, it might be. But I keep it here as a reminder of where my family's come from and where it'll go again. That's my way of being a traditionalist. <laughs> I still can't quite get over you coming out of the woods like that. I could have shot you. I'm glad you didn't. Uh, uh, doctor, you must tell Stretton what you want to drink. Ah, just a very dry glass of water. Sir. You should let me up on the battlements with you at night, Papa. I'd make much shorter work of them than you. What happens on the battlement? I, I hope you have a good appetite when we go into dinner, Doctor. My cook, Mrs. Goose, is renowned across the county, even if she is a bit of a dreamer. Reads a lot, you know? <sighs> that must cause all sorts of problems. I really don't understand a servant with time to read. It makes you think something must have gone wrong somewhere. You see, I've raised her well. She'll run a very tight ship when I'm gone. Oh, yeah, she's a treasure. Ever heard of what, Tyler? What? That's him. You three would have got on like a town on fire. Tell us about you, Doctor. Oh, no, compared to you, I'm not in the least bit interesting. You were out there, in the war. Yes. He doesn't want to talk about it, Isabel. It's all right, Papa. I can't make him answer anything he doesn't want to. When you were out there, you killed people, didn't you? He was a medical officer. You did, though, didn't you? You've ended people's lives. Yes. Extraordinary. I shall want to know all about it. Your glass of water, sir. <laughs> Service with a snarl. Just what I'm used to. Horses. Uh, were you expecting more guests? We need to go to the roof. Stratum, get the guns. Always a quick way to solve nothing. Isabel, you stay here. Papa, I want to come. This is no task for a woman. They come here every night now. What are they? Boys from the village, out to cause trouble. Oh, don't be daft. Boys from the village, look at their thoracic armour. Whatever that lot are, they're never from this planet. <laughs> don't shoot at them! You may be my guest, sir, but I am the master of Doobery, and I shall do what I see fit to defend it. We should find out what they're after. They shout that all the time is to try and frighten us. Yeah, of course, it might be that. It might be to try and frighten you. That might be the reason, or it could be the reason they keep shouting flesh is because that's what they're after. Flesh? They're hungry? I think they might want to eat you. Got a clear sight of that one. Ah, well done, your lordship. Well done, your lordship. Did I get him? You startled his horse. It was a wonderful shot. Look, they're turning tail now. They're heading for the hills. Poor horse.
He's right. Right, so they were local ruffians. This is way beyond the police. North Yorkshire Constabulary. They won't be equipped to deal with this sort of situation for another 3,000 years. You've seen something like this before, I think. Not exactly like. I don't recognise them. We need to plan an offensive to take them on and wipe them out. What? The thought of something wanting to eat you quite puts you off your own dinner. Good fish, this. You're supposed to be a soldier. Why don't you act like one? Mrs Goose? Is that your cook's name? I'd like to pop down and say hello. Oh, I despair of you. The doctor is not the sort of man who wears his medals. Quite right. Nasty, clanky things like your suit of armour. But you have the eyes of someone who has fought a war. And more than one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, my eyes. I can't do much about that. Tell us about the wars, doctor. Which one? Take your pick. They're all much the same. <laughs> What's the matter with her? She needs help. She's been poisoned. There's intruders. Don't lay your hands on her. Easy does it. One, two, three. <laughs> Thought so. Fishbone. I, I couldn't breathe. I learned that one from Dr Heimlich. Clever man. Not great at respecting personal space. The stranger stared at the sheriff. You know my price for dealing with the rustlers, he said. The question is, are you prepared to pay it? What does he mean, you know my price? He hasn't said anything about the price. Alice, I know as much about what's going to happen in the book as you do. We're reading it together. Now, just be a little more patient and happen you'll find out. <laughs> 